Howdy, friends. I'm coming to you all the way from San Bernardino in California as I'm out here podcasting and shooting. But the internet waits for no man, so we are going to continue this week as always, and it's a big one. Relationships 104, How to Be Single, featuring the long-awaited Instagram funnel. Johnny and Yusuf are intent on getting this out of me, so today I'm going to reveal what that means to those of you who don't understand and hopefully not get myself into much trouble. On a side point, I have managed to get hold of two authors, Robin Swan and Anthony Summers, who you may have seen in the most recent Netflix documentary about Maddie McCann. They're coming on, and I'm recording with them this Thursday. So next Sunday, we will have the two foremost authorities of investigative journalism on the Madeleine McCann case on this podcast. That is going to be absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to get it out, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, we're going to learn how to be single, and I'm hopefully not going to get myself in too much bother. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Johnny and Yusuf from propanefitness.com and it is finally time for Relationships 104. The funnel. The Insta- including oh, yes. the Instagram mm. funnel. This is the episode which is most likely to get me in trouble and make people cross. To Russell Jimmy's. Do you think because we're revealing the funnel, the funnel will work better or worse as a result? I think I need to be very careful today. No, I, the, the, I think it, we should go full Louis through and just ask him about it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so tell us about some people would say, Chris, that this is a very insensitive way of approaching relationships. What, what do you say to those people? So I think the funnel's going to be more effective as it. Because people, oh my god, I'm in the funnel! I don't think. Anyway, so relationships 101, 102, and 103 all charted in the top fifty worldwide on iTunes. So oh, thank you very much. Make sure that you share this episode because we want to do the same again. You know right? when you just think, like, what did I say on those episodes? Chris is, like, celebrating. We're just like, oh, oh God. <laughs> well, you've just got severe potential regret. Like, you don't know what you said. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. we talked about um, setting rules and guidelines in a relationship, how to find a good partner. Then we spoke about uh, cheating um, and how to get over relationships and today it's how to be single. Mm. In this room, so it's anti relationships one hundred and one. No, because like how to be single includes, I guess, screening for potential partners. So we're in we're in lead gen acquisition and the rest conversion of it was, was operations product delivery. Yes, exactly. Right. That's exactly correct. So this is front end. It is. Well, this is this is you all over. Apart from the fact that but, in but you but somehow also me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In so the, the assumption is. Being single doesn't mean choosing the hermit life. Mm-hmm. It means single with with the goal of acquisition. Not necessarily. Well, it, yeah, the goal of acquisition, but what you turn that acquisition into. Is it long-term business? Is it short-term business? Got it. Is it single transaction? So are we assuming... So is the funnel mainly good for short-term stuff? Look, so the, 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 funnel, <laughs> the funnel that we're going to bring up in a little bit... Is is not all that this podcast is going to be about. So that so that quiz is intensely disappointing. <laughs> right, I will explain because everyone's going to be wondering what the fuck is an Instagram funnel. 
I've been thinking about actually, this. Actually, let's not tell them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we'll just keep it. We'll just keep it wet. Keep just waiting. open loop. No, yeah. I'm gonna. That might gonna as well, I'm gonna get it out of the way. All right. So, I've been thinking about this for ages because I knew that it was gonna it was gonna happen. All right. Um, an Instagram funnel is a particular way to do lead generation for dating. Now, the way that I've kind of tried to conceptualize it. Can we define a lead? I was just about to ask that, and then I thought. No, best not interrupt. He's in full flow. Yeah. Well, no, no, you, you, you define lead. <sighs> new okay, customer. So. It's okay. It's new customer acquisition. Got it. It's it's pre-customer. So a lead is someone who is within your circle sphere of awareness, but hasn't yet bought something from you. The reason we're thinking in these terms is because we've been very much in the depths <laughs> of rearranging our product offering from multiple small cheap offerings compared to five or ten high-end. I should clarify that you're talking about <clears throat> internet marketing, yeah, not, not <laughs> dating. We are talking about internet marketing, but there are many great parallels. There's loads of parallels. It's the first level of expressing some kind of interest. So, I mean, it? what it's, are the only two things that you need to do in internet marketing, really, when it comes to front-end? You want lead gen and conversions. Am I right? That's it. That's all it is. So a lead would be a reader of your website or someone who mm. is on your email list or someone who has seen your post on Facebook. And then a customer is obviously someone who has paid you for something. There's also a step between that, which is prospect. So lead, prospect, customer, client. Okay. Well, I mean... In this context, though, it's someone who's moved away, moved more towards engaging with with you in something. Whatever whatever that... I'm just going to... Whatever that may be. Let's reset. So (laughs) um, the way that I've tried to conceptualize it is that everybody... You would be surprised by how many people are appropriate for you and how many people you are appropriate for, but you don't have sufficient exposure. And I think that a lot of that actually comes from simply presenting yourself to them in the best possible light. Now, for some people, they may be very good face-to-face or they might be really good dancers, for instance. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a guy who's a good dancer or a girl who's a good dancer, you can walk into a nightclub and you're lead gen your dance moves. Like, because people are noticing that's the... Yeah, that's exactly. Like Macarena. Yeah, exactly. I've seen Yusuf do some real damage with that. that dance oh, yeah. 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 Serious. Cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> this one. <coughs> oh, nice. Um, <laughs> so, my point is that everybody needs a domain of competence in which they look like they have a particularly high degree of value that basically gets you through the door. And I think what this leads on to quite nicely is my criticism about Tinder, which I think both of you guys know. And this is not a strategy that I use anymore, but it was one that I used about five years ago. And the way that is best, or the way that I think is best to use Tinder is to... What's wrong with Tinder first? So the, the, the reason that Tinder is bad is because it immediately brands whatever interaction you are having with the person under the guise of Tinder. Like, how did you meet? Oh, we met on Tinder. That's the guy from Tinder. You are rated below anybody, even the worst person who comes through on any other preferential medium. You're starting the race with a broken ankle or like trying to sort of... Absolutely. Yeah. And it just mars the the rest of the exchange because... Through no fault of your own, but it's just because every other guy or girl that your prospect is seeing on Tinder is possibly a creep or is from a pool of people that um, 
oh, you, you can't send dick pics, can you? But no. but there's that kind of thing where it's like you just get creeped on. As, as, as you, don't, you don't go on Tinder to like have a casual conversation, do you? There's, a, there's an end in mind. Yeah, there is, people. there is, which that to itself is, is kind of good. But as my dad would say, with regards to the Tinder thing, you're looking for a streak of piss in a pile of shit. Uh, see, I was going to say diamond in the rough, but I think... <laughs> Street of piss in a pile of shit. So I think Tinder, Tinder really for that. So an alternative for this, and this particularly works well if you're going away on holiday. Again, I, I don't want to come across as the transactional sex guy, but if you need to try and find yourself some companionship when the you're going away... bilateral prostitution guy. Bilateral <laughs> prostitution guy. Um, if you need to find yourself some companionship while you're going away, I think this is an optimal strategy. So... Onto Tinder, you need to pay for Tinder Gold. Then you need to be able to move your location to where it is that you're going to go. Pop yourself into there, determine your range, tighten the range in so that you are well within taxi distance of wherever it is that you're staying. So you don't like, you're not going to travel to the other side of God knows where. Then as you're swiping through people, if there's someone that you find that you particularly like, you can scroll down, go to their Instagram, click through onto their Instagram so it opens, DM them, send message, then go back on Tinder, swipe left so that they never see you and never find out that you found them on Tinder, then continue the exchange on Instagram. Now, obviously, what all of this, that particular exchange is dependent on is the fact that you have an Instagram which at least shows some form of value, and that works for both guys and girls. Like I if, think even, even if not, you still will come across as less of a creep having an Instagram profile and evidence of friends or evidence of some... Absolutely. You know. You're immediately rated above the best person on... T- the worst person on Instagram is rated above the best person on Tinder. So we've got in this... So so I've been through that. I've, I've done that with t- with Tinder. I've got five or six people on Instagram. There's two problems now. One is if my Instagram's just photos of me like, like that, then I'll probably struggle. Mm. But also I have to say the right things to them. So the so same. What, what should my Instagram feed look like? So I said this on the um, how to get on Love Island video, and it's that your Instagram, particularly because it's quite surface deep, quite transactional, very easy to see. It's visual, right? Like Twitter and Facebook is a little bit more nuanced because it's microblogging, whereas when you're looking at Instagram, it's like window shopping, just images, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Instagram is absolutely no representation of your value but it is a ubiquitous, internationally recognised form of social currency. Mm-hmm. And it does represent some degree of popularity. Now, that popularity might have been gained through the fact that <clears throat> you were once in a porno or, do you know, like any mm. particular reason, or you were once part of a race scandal, God knows what it might be, but it, you can't... You were recently... Part of a race scandal. With the, the anti-Semitic stuff and... You're talking about Chris Williamson, MP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was really good. That was... Yeah, so of all of the, of all of the politicians... Straight over my head. Of all the politicians <laughs> that I could share a name with... I know, it's so unfortunate. I had to choose the one that started hating on Jews. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often that you get an anti-Semitic politician But the, the problem is, then. he's been in the news, like, three times in the last 18 months, and all of them have been for bad reasons... <laughs> It was a hashtag about just hashtag Chris Williams. Yeah, well. no, I know. Like, nationwide. You know, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So he got, someone got his Twitter handle. Some Someone called Paul Charnock had done something in the US, <laughs> like something really crit- critical. And so like a UK journalist had said, started tagging Paul saying, I'm going to write articles about this. So you, you do have to be careful <laughs> with what you call yourself, what your birth name. 
and then you'll you need to be careful Twitter in advance. Instagram handle. So um, yeah, with regards to the Instagram thing, like I, I think that you do. People do need to think about the way that they come across online, like as well. You might be someone from the old school who says, "I prefer to meet people the old way." It's like, well, that's great, but you have to spend an awful lot of time out and about just mm. looking versus how efficient you can be on your phone, especially the fact that you can essentially be dating. This is presuming, again, presuming that somebody actually wants to find a partner. Mm -hmm. You can be dating on your lunch break. Do you know what I mean? Browsing around, mm -hmm. messaging people and putting in groundwork, so to speak, so that you, you know, progress whatever relationship it is. Compared to the 90s where you'd, like, you'd go out to a coffee shop and just speak to people on your lunch break. Well, I mean... It's like, that's a very, the, the interesting thing as well, just on the note of, like, the the image that you're creating on Instagram is what you said about, like, if there's multiple photos of them, just like... <laughs> because I think there is no greater creep stamp than a, a photo Instagram. of someone in the house on their own. <laughs> because it's just like... It, or a series of photos of one person in lots of different locations. Yeah, you, you see some people that all of their profile... No. You see this on Facebook, like, people, their profile photos, they've got 10, and it's always just them either in their room or in different places. Mm. Slightly like, sullen. Slightly, yeah, just... Unhappy at life. It's like a magazine, isn't it, or a brochure yeah. of you. But again, like this is, you know, someone could say, "Well, that you know, fucking, I'm not using my Instagram as a shop window for me." Like that's fine, but you need to concede that if Instagram was part of your lead generation, that which you're, which well, which it can be. Like again, good dancer, fine. You don't need to do Instagram. You can do whatever. But if you want to give yourself, obviously, you know, eighty twenty, it cover all of the bases to a degree, and it's not hard to have a good outward representation of yourself so yeah like the photos of you pushing a mate down the street in a trolley pissed or like you battered at your grand's 80th like they'll probably keep them off um and stick to the ones that are well lit and you know, okay look nice so uh, my main point here and the whole thing really about the instagram the instagram funnel is just that you want to have some form of um high immediate value that other people can interpret. And I think the reason that Instagram has become this really interesting um, social currency is that it is a game that almost everybody's playing. So it's the same as when you watch the Olympics, you watch Usain Bolt and you watch how fast he runs. Everybody has run, pretty much everybody has run. And you're like, holy fucking shit, I've done something similar to that and he is the best in the world at it. Mm. The same as when you watch people that are really strong. People watch, like, Strongest Man's on every um, Christmas, right? Mm. Like, prime time, Channel 5. Mm -hmm. Because everyone looks at a big stone and goes, fucking hell. Like, I, I, tried to, I tried to pick up the shopping the other day, and it was mm. really heavy. So those people are competing within a domain that other people can interpret. The conversation in the office, Johnny, how much do you lift? 300. 300! Is that Whoa! Is that that's like three hundred bags of sugar? <laughs> why, why, well, I always get you... at Christmas. I always get like, how much can you do on that? Like, how much can you do on I, that? Because <laughs> when I'm watching Strongman, and you're like, yeah, like, I'm not strongman. I don't weigh two hundred kilos. I don't use a lot of anabolics. I'm I'm not on TV. Not that not that much in comparison. Like, oh, go on, how much? <laughs> half. So you can give them any number. <laughs> yeah, you, you can say ten thousand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> understood. That's like three of me. So because I have an Instagram, yeah, and I have four hundred followers, mm. and I see someone's Instagram that has five thousand followers and lots of really polished photos, and it's mm -hmm. like, wow, 
this person, good shop window, therefore is popular. Well, you've got some so, social proofing, yeah, right. And I, this comes back to kind of the first thing that I said, which I think is really virtuous, actually. That a lot of people would make fantastic potential partners. The only problem is that you're not giving them the chance. It's the marketing. Yeah, they, they, they're they're <laughs> literally they're literally just marketing themselves poorly, mm. or maybe you're marketing yourself poorly. So it's like, right, well, if you present yourself online in the best possible way, and if everyone else does as well, then you're giving yourself the best chance of being accepted by whoever, whichever potential partners it is that you want to get. I suppose all Tinder's doing by allowing photos and content on there is a, is a almost like a template of like, look, fill this in, fill fill the best stuff in, and this is a mini version of Instagram, isn't it? And everyone has that, mm-hmm. but that's all in the context of. I've created this to try and get a date or get laid or well, Because the least sexy thing about any exchange between two single people is one of them obviously knowing that the other one's after them. Mm-hmm. And Tinder precludes that immediately. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it just <clears throat> chops off at the knees any coyness about the exchange. Because mm-hmm. how the fuck are we... Like you, we both know why we're on here. Which like, is good for the very utilitarian like... I haven't got time for any nonsense people but he, where they're just like, right, okay. I get that power off. And- Even with that in the exchanges backwards and forwards that you have on Tinder, they tend to be so like vapid. That's why everyone's like, you see the, the whole, oh, I'm just on here as a joke. Like, oh, just, I'm not really serious. Like people trying to qualify that they're not really that serious about it mm. to try and communicate that. In short, Tinder should only be used for lead gen, get them onto Instagram, then use that for lead conversion. Okay, there we go. Um, when it comes to that, like really, to be honest, that is about as far as the Instagram funnel goes. Like there's no secret script to converting from uh, from there. I bet there is. There isn't There an upsell available <laughs> in the show notes, but there isn't, not yet. Um, but uh, really, you just need to develop some degree of charm online. Like that. So, so here <clears> are some <throat> quite, maybe quite cold questions. So how many... How many people, leads, does it take to get someone to have a meeting off Instagram? Now, I realise your numbers may be better than the average person, <laughs> but is it, are we talking, because obviously Tinder, like, if I'm on there, I have an expectation that at some point someone's going to want to meet me off Tinder, mm. right? So I'm, let's say, there's a, I don't know. Low, so on Instagram. One in 10, am, so I, am I going to expect one in 20, one in 30 on, on Instagram? On, Ins- on Instagram, it would be lower leads. Uh, lower volume leads, high volume conversions, but you need to screen more carefully because not everyone's single. Right. What are the factors that influence conversion? So you, you've mentioned total number of followers, good uh, photos with good curated lighting, feed, and then just feed. literally just compatibility. So I think really it's we can try and create this semi autistic framework for like, <laughs> fully autistic, fully, yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah, fully <laughs> automated. Um, <laughs> we, we can try and create this kind of framework for it, but like. I can uh, feel the YouTube comments already. Like on the last one, we're like, you're comparing women to the second-hand car market. Like, no, we're not comparing women to the second-hand car market. We're comparing people, relationships women and to men. Like you've inserted absolutely valid. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, I don't think that there is really much that can be done. So I suppose what I'm what I'm getting at with the question is, um, if you stand in a supermarket and try and sell people something mm. versus if you go around and knock at people's doors and try and sell people something, it's a different experience because one of them I'm there to buy things. And the other one is like, I'm in my home, piss mm. off. Like if I'm just on my Instagram 
and someone messages me. Because Tinder is very much like the Facebook feed where once upon a time it was just people posting like photos of themselves. Now to get attention, it's like attention, blah, blah, you know, like fake news shit because we're we're trying to get attention. So people open with stupid shit on Tinder and, and, you know, have all these attention grabbing headlines. That's what they used to on Tinder. You obviously can't do that on Instagram. Or if you try to, you're going to be like, I'm going to ring the police. Because people aren't expecting that on Instagram. They're expecting like, well, hey, how are you? The other thing as well to consider is that no one, I don't think anyone really can have too many friends. And just by messaging someone, you might actually end up making a good connection. What's, there is a number, isn't there? There is a, there is a Dunbar's, Dunbar's, oh, number. Dunbar yeah, number, yeah. Dunbar's number 250. Of like how many friendships people can actually maintain. It's supposed to be how many um, connections, interplayed connections between different social actors within your consciousness you can hold on to at one time. And that's supposed to be the upper limit of what our tribe size would have been when we were nomadic people right. moving around. But having spoken to William von Hippel, um, who is like King Big Dick on this. Makes me like, think of Raspberry Ripple. Makes me think of Raspberry <laughs> he, he didn't. He didn't have any. Did he not? Um, he, uh, he said that realistic upper, upper um, bound was 50 because if you've got a tribe of 250, people at the bottom have no chance of rising to the top, so they just splinter off and make their own. Um, it's too big. So you get multiple 50 size it, tribes? Around about that. It would appear right. that between kind of 20 and 50 was more realistic. But yeah, I mean, also, any promoters that are listening, you know that that's bollocks. Like, I'm able to, in my heyday, I was able to have, like, a thousand people and understand... That's, that's when you're pushing it and you're, you're like, you have to start creating systems to <laughs> maintain... As, but, so apparently as well, off the back of the 250 thing, seeing a friend or touching base with someone every 14 days apparently is the, the minimum interval that you need to, to maintain, maintain a friendship. Imagine, yeah. if, imagine if Johnny went really hard on his digital detox that's 30 days we're no longer friends if you do gone. if you do Cal Newport's digital detox we're no longer friends I have friends. no friends we're but no friends it, by the end of it but yeah. it's not it's not a one strike and you're out like, I, th- I feel like if you no it is well it's not 14 <laughs> days it. is it mm. yeah I'll have to have a word with Raspberry Ripple <laughs> <laughs> let's see <laughs> so, so, have any Raspberry Ripple yet so anyway so I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to just more now we've moved on from the Instagram funnel thank fuck um, um, we just have more of that. No, no right, more Instagram funnel. You, you just like this because it's like internet marketing. It, no, I like it because <laughs> it's what everybody wants to know. Well, so anybody who's yeah. seen, I don't know how much I can say. previous episodes. Of no. This. Oh. <laughs> so you're 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 a popular guy with women, yeah. Yusuf uh, uh, and I have observed that nothing's blown up yet. <laughs> so, and, and I imagine other people will have will have observed that. Uh huh. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching you fight against the binds of an invisible like, <laughs> corridor. Amazing. I don't know what I'm afraid through. of because as soon as I say the wrong thing, I'm just going to. It'll just get axed. Yeah, so, exactly. but yeah, so. That that's what people want to know. Like mm-hmm. if I, I'm a I'm a single guy or a single girl, and I I'm single twenty str- one year old horn horn laden man <laughs> that just or, wants or, or, or woman or woman or woman. Come on, yeah. oh god, come on, don't be everybody don't be like gets everybody gets horny. So yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'm struggling with Tinder. I'm having crap results. And this is relationships one hundred and four. Mm-hmm. How pro, to be single? Edition, how to be single? How to be single? <laughs> but how I, to be single? I want the method. How to be single uh, yeah. doesn't simply exist online. Like I think that again the synopsis of this first section is in my opinion that you need to try and find a domain of competence 
or a domain in which you represent or you present as much value as is possible as quickly as is possible. And that means, like, if you like CrossFit girls, let's say, let's say that you like really fit girls, if you get good... All men. <laughs> from now on, Does this only... apply to... Do, do, in, in seriousness, do, do you think this domain of competence and the social proofing strategy applies as much in both ways? Like, Because I remember you asked Raspberry Ripple this, which was, yeah. are... Um, the Rippler. Is, yeah, like, is social status as much of a coveted feature in male to female attraction as it is for female to male so i think as we've said in the previous episodes the typical uh, direction of uh, the protagonist dialogue goes male to female like males tend to be the actors and females are like the maidens right like that's <clears throat> just typical mm-hmm. um so i think girls essentially just get better conversions on everything they're just better at lead gen they're better at conversions like because if they, At the initial stage. Yeah. Now, moving forward in relationships is they actually, that probably gets reversed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have a wider initial market, but then actually converting them into a proper boyfriend, a, go- a proper boyfriend as a girl, is probably going to be a little bit more difficult. Ra- rationally speaking, mm. statistically speaking, you would assume that's because, <laughs> just getting all the prefaces in there, mm. you would assume that that's because women receive more propositions than men. Yes. So, like, if, if a man receives five propositions a year and he knows he's going to receive five propositions a year, he's probably going to say yes to quite a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, which would okay. suggest that women have... That's oh, why... Because they, the bottleneck is wide at one point and narrow at the other and yeah. it's flipped for... Whereas if, if women receive 50 a year, they can afford to be more selective without mm-hmm. going through periods of... I also think that that is genetically just the way that we tend to be wide as well. Mm. That men will go uh, wide and shallow and women will go narrow and deep. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so I think, like I say, to, to bookend that, you need to try and find some domain within which you present value and also yourself in the best possible light. Uh, like I say, if you like girls to do CrossFit, like get really good at CrossFit and spend some time in a CrossFit gym. Like if you if you get really good at CrossFit and you rise to the top of the people within your gym, you are presenting yourself in with a lot of value in a domain which they are competing in. Mm. The reason that I think, or the reason that I'm proposing that Instagram is a, a, a fruitful avenue for a lot of people to do is it's a domain that almost everyone competes in. Agreed. Everyone understands what a thousand followers and ten thousand followers and a hundred thousand followers and this particular kind of image and etc. etc. This many likes <clears> in a photo. <throat> Again, these aren't like judgments on your genuine value, but the point is they're that, a metric which allow a quick judgment. Exactly, and all you're doing is getting yourself across in the best possible light. Also. If, if you take the the average 20-something who's left uni, now works a job, maybe goes to the gym or CrossFit or something, goes out on the weekend, struggles to meet someone they like in a club, there's no one they like at work. Like, where are you going to find that person? Cause big, big question. I think this ha- is a big trap that people are stuck well, in. Yeah. The same routines. You've maybe had a relationship at, at uni that failed mm. or is no longer there. You're looking, you're moving into your late 20s, looking for someone to settle down with, but like, who is that person? So it's how do you find that? And that's why... Tinder, or that's why these services become an option. Because how do you, you just need to be in contact with more people, don't you? Ultimately? It's difficult. It's yeah. difficult, man. Um, so yeah, that's that's that section, I suppose. I think what yeah, exactly. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> um, what I wanted to kind of move on to was just strategies, really, for being careful about who you actually choose to date. So 
uh, red the, flags. Yeah, big big fat red flags. Anyone who is, I, I mean, feel like we're just walking through a minefield. Here. It's it's delicate, right? But whatever, <laughs> like fuck it. People people get cross at us all the time. Yeah, it's fine. My my DMs are open as always. Funnel. Um, <laughs> you just get dropped in the funnel. If you message about it, all that's going to happen is before you know you're on a date with Chris and you don't even know why. So I think for safety, the the first thing to do is to identify red flags in our own gender. And then, and with it also, what we haven't done is gay 101 or gay. We're waiting, we're waiting on, um, I've got a couple of potential good, eloquent. That, I'm excited for that because. Gay men. I just I, want to find I'd out. Like to learn more about it. I want yeah. to know how you know if you're a bummer or a bummy. <clears throat> yeah. That's a question yeah. everybody like is, wants is that, to ask. Is that a, a conversation? Question. Like, is that, a, do they do you have a frank conversation about it? I think that there must oh, be some form of written agreement. Like a waiver. I don't know. Or do you get assigned? I know. So you told us that it was this bottom or top thing, right? Was it you that told us this? On well, that, that, that's uh, Grinder. That, oh, but they list themselves as one. I don't bottom know. Or I, top. That would be a cover. I don't know if the developers have put like a field in the in the profile. They for should that, do, but yeah, yeah, it would make. Well, you can't get two, but you can't get. You can do both. Why can't you do both? I, know, I don't I know. find that bizarre. I mean, if you, the thing is as well, if you do get that and you have two bottoms, <laughs> nothing happens. It's like two negative polarities on a magnet. Yeah, like exactly. It's just pushed apart. Yeah. You're trying to push the... It's not going to work. Um, so I think some things that I can think of that you should be careful of if you're a, a girl looking to date a guy, um, especially... So let's presume that this is you actually starting to, like, prospecting with the potential that this might turn into something more as opposed to simply being purely transactional. Like, if it's simply being transactional... Make sure that you're safe, obviously. Mm. Like, do maybe a bit of some form of background checking. If you're going around to the house, tell your friends where you're going. Like, if you're going for the first time. Taser. Taser. Yeah, um, pep spray. To sign up with Experian Pro, you can run credit checks on other people. Wow. I see that I'm Who let the in? No, I think that's illegal, actually, to run a credit check. Um, so just a bad joke just to clarify (laughs) with regards to that like just choose someone you're attracted to basically Mm. Um, but uh, yeah if you're looking for a little bit more as a girl I think a really good question to ask a guy is when was your last relationship and if do you want it to be recent or not you just want it to exist it's just data isn't it okay like if it's if it was if it was I would say if it was within the last month or more than the la- more than five years ago. Mm. So if it was when they're nine, so I held hands with my with my girlfriend. Yeah, at nine years old. And e- if it was eject, eject, uh, eject. And yeah, if right. it was nine hours ago, uh, also eject. Both of oh, those. There's so a Goldilocks nine and nine. Yeah, older than nine years old, but further further away than, than nine, nine, nine hours, hours ago. ago. There we go. The rule of nine. There's your sweet spot. Be the rule of nine. <laughs> um, so I think that's. What about you guys? Do you think there's any other things to look out for? Uh, red flags with men. So the 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 main thing is. And this goes for both. How do they talk about their ex? And yes, there is a chance that their ex was this massive psycho. That, that but even then, there's a level of tact and class that if someone just downplays it or doesn't tend to go on about it, or if they have any generalizations about women as a whole, if you have someone who um, it just seems bitter about about all women. Like that's another. Like he reads a lot of red pill stuff. Oh yeah, particularly red red. If pill. he's got any Rolo Tomasi books, 
I don't know who that I is. I don't know what any of that is. What's a <laughs> so, red? What's a red? It's pill a red book? red pill. Who's Rolo man? There's there's two new kind of online movements for people. Is it, is it worth three? So you've heard of incels? That was in the news recently. Like voluntary celibates. People who are celibate but not through their own choice. So they've they've basically they're virgins and they want to not be virgins, but nobody will have sex with them, and so they then funnel that wow. into this bitterness for all women. Fucking and then hell. they're the, they're the kind of people that you see the occasional like. Um, ambassador of the incels that does like one of the school shootings and you know that, that kind of thing so he's quite a dark hole mm. red pill is a similar I, I'm probably like if anyone's matrix related red no pill. so the red similar. the red red yeah. pill red pill as far as far as I'm aware is a um, equivalent male opposition to the feminist movement which puts a kind of male values first right and it's exactly that it's taking the red pill instead of taking the blue pill so that you see through the facade of what the games... It's specifically like games like hypergamy, like female hypergamy, dating up and across, like things like that. And these guys tend to use pick a party three strategy and they have quite um, militant ideas about how you should deal with uh, women and stuff like that. Like Rolla Tomasi's book, The Rational Male, one of the rules that he has in that is never let the, the woman be in charge of the childbirth. So it's basically like if you're not using a condom, you're a fucking idiot. Um, if you're another one of his iron rules, so he's got, to, I think it's 10 iron rules. One of the iron rules is never live with a woman unless you plan to marry within the next six months. Um, and a, a whole bunch of other ones. So it's quite a, a very, very hard lined male first perspective, which at its core is just protecting men from being hurt by women, mm. but actually ends up manifesting itself as men just being really fucking bitter. Like crazy, weird. crazy bitter. I mean, if you just, if you want to go and have a read of this, like <laughs> uh, Illimitable Man is a pretty good example of this. And in that, there's this dark triad of, um, have you read this? Is he the one who wrote the article about monk mode? Yeah, which so, is fucking great. <laughs> so it's really, basically, it's, it, it was this blog, blog post that I think you or Jordan sent me. Yeah, yeah. And it's about like how to, how to focus in your life. And it was like, do monk mode for a few months. For, uh, you know, I think you know, like isolation I think intensity. Right. Shut out social media. Yeah, get yeah. Mm-hmm. it was all about like pro- basically productivity tips and how yeah. to like really double. It was down. awesome. Mm. And, and it's like oh great. I wonder what else this guy's. Oh god. Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah, you just open up this Pandora's box of like you need to develop psychopathy, um, like narcissism, narcissism, and, and something else. The dark triad of like these things. So anyway, to to move away from that, like um, you were saying. <laughs> uh, the, oh, so, so the three movements yeah so we have red pill we have uh, incels. incels and there's another one called MGTOW men going their own way and I think the it's level a, of knowledge that you two have about this shit is spend a lot of time on the internet it's, yeah it's, it's Twitter there, there's a few of these right. characters on Twitter that Fucking like okay yeah a lot of time on the internet man. um and it's, it, I think so, so to summarise these movements it's, it's kind of a very Manfred. extreme Masculine, reactionary, movement. quite quite woman hating um, approach okay. to so because I think so if, there's you, obviously the, presumably you wouldn't find yourself on a date with someone like this anyway. No, that you 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 I, might I do, don't know but how it common would, yeah, it is. it's definitely well with an incel like not because as soon as that happens, they've left the house. Yeah, they're out. They're out. Right. So, yeah, but I just think your point there was be careful about the sort of blogs that they read and the books that they talk about, and if they yeah. have this kind of overarching women-hating mm. rhetoric that they put across. That's exactly. pretty dangerous. And, and the, I suppose the problem is it's not... It, it may be subtle or it may be it may be overt, but um, 
that's you know and it may be also directed towards a woman in their life if they talk about their mother in a bad way or their ex then i like the fact that you said that there's a degree of class with which you should be speaking about your your exes especially early on as well like if it's because we're talking before you're in even anything that's seen someone like within the first first few dates or you're speaking to them online or having a phone Mm. call or a facetime with them or whatever it might be Mm. Uh, if one of the openers is that fucking bitch like if that's if that fucking bitch ever comes up then i think just exit immediately yeah block get out yeah exactly which is also another good thing about instagram just block mm. so that yeah there's no upside to talking ill of someone that you're no longer with but also even if they were terrible even if they were truly objectively terrible and you talk about them neutrally civilly and respectfully that can only reflect well on you. Mm. So well, whatever you're it. signaling to the other person, they're never going to go really fancy him because of how badly he talks about his ex. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a guy who does have residual feelings about their ex, then use this as a, a, a good canary in the coal mine and just don't, don't mention him. Like if you can't, like the old adage, if you can't say anything nice, don't yeah. say anything at all. Because <laughs> there, there might be some people, it's the whole like does protest too much, but also there might be some people that be trying to do it to almost like, try and prove that oh no i'm over her because i hate her mm. but even then hate is quite a is quite a strong emotion and so you're still well, the, thinking the, about the, the absolute answer. ultimate way and george mcgill uh, tweeted something about this a few months ago and it was like the ultimate way to prove that you that you're over somebody is it indifference mm-hmm. it's exactly what you want you want to see them walk by in the street and feel nothing no bitterness and no happiness like just Hello. It's a test to see if you're you're a rebound as well, isn't it? Like if someone is speaking quite emotively and aggressively about their previous relationship, chances are it's not fully out the out the tubes yet. Because if you still, are the rebound, you're you're not. They're not seeing you for you. They're just you're just getting in, in, entangled in a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. Really, aren't you? I mean, you know, we both all of us know people who appear to just pinball around. Mm. from different relationships like there's a lot of people yeah well that's what it is (laughs) it's a great image isn't it there's just there are some people who exist that can't bear to be on their own Mm. and i'm aware that i'm jumping in ahead of you here but the this is for guys and girls there are people for whom they can only feel comfortable in a relationship that i remember so this is a, a story that i can tell it's like outside of the nda of relationships which is a decade so this story is more than 10 years old. Um, so a girl who I'd been with... And is that then, a thing? The 10-year rule? I've made it, 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 I've made it, it up. Crystal. I've made it up. It is in my world. Um, being, with, being, with, being with a girl, like just seeing her on and off, nothing too serious, but anyway, back and forth, back and forth. And um, we decided that... We, I decided that we were going to end it. Uh, and she got a little bit emotional about it and then got even more emotional and started kind of being a little bit hysterical and said something to the effect of, I really don't want to break up because I don't want to have to go back to going out all the time. And I was like, hang on, what, what I don't understand, what do you mean? And she says, well, like, because I'm not with you anymore, I'm going to have to go out all the time. And I was like, why? Well, because I'm not with anyone. And I was like, oh my God, I'm seeing this frantic desire to not be on, the, not be on your own play out in front of me. In such an overt way for it to happen. And I'm like, wow, like that's a very dangerous situation to be in. If 
so an alternative to when was your last relationship? I think also a good question to ask would be when was the last time you were single? Mm. And if the last time that they were single was for two weeks, two months ago, What's and the, the last time before that, that was yeah. For? Um, if you can't bear to be on your own, Daniel Sloss said this in the episode, link will be in the show notes below. Uh, Dean will a, make it appear. That was a good podcast. Fucking unbelievable, man. Just across mm. 20,000 views. Um, Daniel said, like, if you can't learn to love yourself, how can you expect someone else to love you? And how can you expect to be able to give yourself across to them the best that you can because you don't know who you are? So there you go. Like, spend some time on your own. And if that person hasn't, then they either will have a, a poorer understanding of their self or there's someone who is pinball ball. Well, and it, it just there's just a lack of in, of an, of independent thinking and way of operating as well. Like if someone is relying on you for everything on a day to day basis, you know, like oh, you've made plans on Friday, but I haven't got plans, so I don't need to do anything. That sort of situation. Like I, I, I can't think of anything worse to be honest than well, being in that situation. But mm. I think that can often result from people who. I've never had to make plans on their own on a Friday because it's always just been staying and watch Lost or whatever. You know? It's a dangerous, that's another dangerous one, man. That's not the Lost. same. Yeah, I agree, it's Lost. Fucking really dangerous. Yeah. Finished it awfully. It was all a dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it um, all a dream? Was it? That was the thing. That was the finishing. Yeah, yeah. It was all just like this special heaven place that they'd made to be with each other. That's such an eight-year-old oh, finishing shit. finishing a story. And he woke up and it, and was, it was all was a dream. All okay. Yeah. Because the, the thing was with Lost, like you got towards halfway through the final season and you were like, fucking hell, guys. Like there's, mm. there's eight hours of programming left and you haven't explained the polar bear. You haven't explained why the plane came down. You haven't explained why everyone that's dead keeps coming back. You haven't explained it. You haven't, and it sure enough, it got to the end and you knew like there's just got to be a big answer. There aren't a lot of individual answers here. And the big answer was like, it was all a dream. Uh, like, so I gave up after the first season. Well, you've missed nothing. There you go. There's mm. the answer. Um, it's like prison break. So that's a, a different a different situation to someone who loves to be in relationships is someone who doesn't want you to be a part of their life, but wants you to be their life. Mm-hmm. And that is a very dangerous partner to get with as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, actually, actually, how the, how on earth do you find someone who isn't a complete psychopath? All that we're doing here is just really can't be with him and can't be with her and they don't work and this one's awful. Mm. And like, so we need white flags as well. Is that the opposite of a red flag? I think white flags often seen as surrender. surrender. Green oh, flag. Green flag. Green flag. Green light. Good colour, yeah. So I, I have some warning points first. Okay. Cool. So I so this is more just like a, a personal frustration is guys who play the um oh no 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 we're just friends route. And then, so like, let's say you're trying to get, get with someone, go out with someone, whatever. And that girl has a mate who's a guy who is like just there for advice and maybe quite critical of you for whatever reason, who then tries to swoop in at the last minute. Yeah. I think they are some of the most dangerous. Insidious Because ones. they're straight away. It's they're, very they're, vulture-like. They're not up front with their intention. It's difficult though, so right? So I would, I would watch out for, personally, I just, I've seen mm-hmm. situations like that. Envelop and, and unfold. unfold, unfold, that haven't worked out very well. So it's just based on past experience, I would say that you know if someone wants to be with you in that way, they should just say. I think it's difficult to um, 
Like, it's the age-old question of can guys and girls just be friends? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, they can. But if the girl's in a relationship and the guy's not the person she's in a relationship with... Difficult, isn't it? You just... What have you opened up there? Someone's written a list of red flags for women, but I think they're all quite sexist, actually. (laughs) Right, let's just... I think we better skip them. No, people, more people... So so that was one. Second one was, similar to what you said, of just ask them how... I ask them about their mother. Because I think the way that... It's just, you know a woman in the in the person's life like if they're very caring and speak very fondly of their mother chances are good to women be, generally yeah chances are that's a, that's a really really good test yeah well yeah oh so thought of two green flags then no wait, 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 wait. I, still have, I still have a red oh, we still need to do okay. red flags for men for we women these are which in oh, to, the direction women. yeah <laughs> yeah um, I would ask them about one or two polarizing topics, ideally in the media at the moment, and just see what mm. they say. Can you give an example? So some, something like um, like the Liam Neeson thing would be a good example. Mm. So something that it is like you know when people just have like a, a clever soundbite to say. Mm. So like they'll have a they'll have a Brexit soundbite that they say or mm. um, a Theresa May soundbite, but ask them something that like pushes a moral button and just see what they do. Because I think that's when someone's caught off guard. How do you analyze that? Just do you like it or do you not? So it's or, either who's Theresa May, in which case run. Leave. Yeah. Uh, or <laughs> What's Brexit? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, but what do you, oh, do you see I? that Liam Neeson thing? What do you think about that? Mm. And obviously like that, that's something where someone will just It's not even about their, their opinion. It's just about can they formulate a, yeah. a, a something reasonable. In I think I, And I, even if they don't know, can they with grace play off the fact that they don't know? Mm. Like, oh, I'm not really into politics, like, but I can tell you a lot about Track and or field, even just, or even just say, I don't know. I've not heard about that. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Because a very a masculine thing is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Did oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Brexit stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was reading about it. Well, like that. the male answering syndrome. Like, oh, mate, I, I wrote the book on Brexit, mm. man. Like, <laughs> I am Brexit, man. <laughs> Brexit? Um, we went out for drinks like three nights ago. He was brother. He's, he's, he's brother. His brother used to play football with me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, so... What? Or show them an Anton Creel clip and see if they react or not. In which case, marry them immediately. <laughs> if it's positive, grab them. We, we were talking them. about that last week, the like embarrassing things you said when you were younger. They're like, oh, no thanks, I've, I've got 12 ounces at home. But 12 ounces? No, you haven't. And we weren't talking about that on uh, this. No. Okay. <laughs> were you talking it was to life, yourself? It was the life fails most pre- Anyway. Um, so the, um, I want to do, what, about, what should guys look out for? Red flags in, in women. Okay. Now we're, we're, we're straying into slightly more dangerous territory, but it's Fire. territory that I am incredibly familiar with. So watch me tiptoe with finesse through the minefield. <laughs> I think I know what... Still I think, I think you and I will probably say similar things. Okay. I'm excited ATM. to see. So just as a, as a disclaimer here, yeah. <laughs> as a disclaimer, like you two are fairly successfully, um, like continuously monogamous people, right? Yeah. Like you're... In I relationships, think you, you see me as continuously monogamous, but in the last fifteen years, I've been in a relationship for five of them. Right, but in the last seven years, last seven years, uh, in yeah, relationship for five. How have you been in a relationship for six of seven, but only five of fifteen? He's just he's just picked the time frame. <laughs> no, sorry, hang on, six, six, <laughs> seven seven of fifteen. No, oh, don't God. worry. It's not <laughs> He's just saying. So currently, you're in a successful relationship. 
You're a serial. Yeah. Mo- you both serial monogamists okay. to one degree or another. Now mm-hmm. me. So background: four girlfriends took up from eighteen to twenty-five, and the longest period I was single was four months. Right, and so, then would just no, and then another three-year relationship after that. So, oh, right. but okay. the vast majority of my life up to now has been with me being in a relationship. Mm. Just you know, for, for me, four and a half of the last seven. <laughs> Fucking hell! That's it. Okay. For, for me, I, I've. I've never this is going to sound arrogant but I don't I've never like ended a relationship and then sought the next one things mm-hmm. just tend to mm-hmm. fall into, you are into successfully serially monogamous, monogamous though as far yeah. as I can see yeah anyway so what what we what do you think red flags yeah <laughs> so love dropping us in it okay so I I think the most important thing is emotional stability Without question. How do you judge that? So very difficult to judge. So the reason I say that is inevitably you're going to end up in an argument or a discussion or disagreement over something. Mm -hmm. And if that can be managed as a, in in a sensible adult conversation, chances are it'll last an hour and then go away again. If that becomes like, well, like, fuck you, I'm taking your car and I'm, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like this is over and I'm leaving. Suddenly it spirals into something massive. So, Emotional stability is a, is a big one. In terms of how you assess that, apart especially from, early on as well, right? Apart because from just by feel, I what, suppose. What's the like breasts? Yeah, feel. <laughs> oh, I see. What how, is how there an know? outward kind of? Is it if they're firmer and higher? Oh, I see. <laughs> no. So I mean, what was that thing that you said in one of the podcasts, Yusuf, where you were like, um, "It's." really easy to convince anyone for 20 minutes that you're not a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. So like can, early on in a relationship, anyone can convince anyone that mm-hmm. they're not an emotional wreck. Which is why kick I, think, off. I think job interviews are a terrible way to assess somebody because of exactly that reason. Yeah. Um, if anything, if you are a psychopath, you're the best at you maintaining the game. You've got no empathy. Yeah. Um, I would disagree with the emotional stability thing though. Okay. So it, it's definitely my preference and I think it's your preference. Mm. Um, David Dada talks a lot about sexual polarity and um, the masculine, masculine energy and the feminine energy. energy and saying that if you are a true Shivite third stage man, you should be like fully navigating the fields of having a, a woman who's like really emotionally labile and being mm-hmm. able to ride those waves and, okay. and fully like enjoy in saying that the more, um, the more of that there is, like the more it tests you as a, as a masculine spirit and it helps you to, to grow and, and to like uh, allow allow your relationship to flourish through that. Um, it's just quite, I think, quite trying. Yeah, I, I think I'm just not... Zen, I'm not on board I'm, with I'm David with regards that. to that. I don't think anyone is it either. See, it sounds like an unnecessary situation to be in. Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> do you want me to tell you about the best analogy that I came up with in the sauna the other day with Yusuf? <laughs> Come on then. So the emotional instability thing that you've just said there is <laughs> exactly the same. It's so good. It's... You can imagine that... So the, this is like the analogy for having like... You have like a normal discussion or you come to a, a conclusion for something. But there's all this turmoil and argument in the meantime that it was just totally unnecessary just to come to a decision that... So what... Input is, what are we doing tonight? Output is, let's meet at 8.30. But in between that there is this crazy back and forth and emotional turmoil and fighting and all the rest of it mm-hmm. is exactly the same as you putting a trade on and <laughs> and 
the market dropping by 50% for it to bounce all over the place and finish 1% up in the green. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What was and, this bit here? And you've got to manage how you feel about all of the emotion all of the bullshit don't trigger your stop loss because if you do if you trigger your stop loss the the relationship's over it's exactly I I will challenge anyone out there to tell me that's exactly exactly the same it all just comes back to Chris Cathy (laughs) great trade fundamental (laughs) when you trade him I saw him in Cafe Nero I know you used to tell me you wouldn't go you wouldn't go to I saw him running (laughs) jogging oh really jogging so um, yeah Uh, right, we're talking about people the listeners don't know who we're on about now. So, okay, so um, so emotional stability just allows for efficient outcomes. I agree. We, we, there but, was a second thing as well, wasn't there? That was the first one. No. You said oh, there's two things, emotional stability and maybe maybe that was the... Anyway, what, what, what about you? Weird. So, for... I don't have any red flags for women. Um, I can't think of anything think, bad that a woman could be... Give me some should. time to... Cause I, it's because it's because I've just seen that list and I'm trying to not say anything on that list. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Well, I mean, so f- for me, the again, the main ones for men also occur for women. Like, do they have a life outside of their partner? Mm-hmm. Do they have their own interests, their own friend group? Are they able to be independent? Do they demand your time over activities that they know you really value? Like, if you're saying, okay. oh, no, I can't see you tonight, I've got to play video games, then that's probably not tremendously justifiable. If it's, no, I can't see you tonight, I've got training for this upcoming weightlifting competition, or I've got football with my friends that I only do once a week, or I've got to see my parents, or I've got to do something else which they know is of genuine value to you. Mm -hmm. And that is the sort of thing, especially because we're talking now about the, as my mum and dad would call it, the courting stage, Mm -hmm. in which the leveraging of all trades is at zero. Like there's no magnification. There shouldn't be any um, overreaction really to anything because there's no justification on either side yet. Like so, we're yeah, just, you, you we're not even more sensitivity to the smaller changes the on because people are on their best behavior. And so you've got to then be more tuned into that going on. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. Like you, if they don't have your best interests at heart, and if you don't have theirs at heart, then that's immediately a sense that, you know, even on a minor level, you think you might think, oh, well, that's within my tolerance. Fine, I'll leave it. But actually, it could mean that when things are magnified after they take oh, off the mask, that's a good that point. they're much more vindictive yeah. and that they're actually willing to trample on you. You need to for... watch. You need to watch for these things super carefully, especially early on. What about stuff like, um, you know, people stress a lot about how often to message, how fast to reply uh, after after a meeting, who, who, who messages first. I think that that is such a waste of mental space. I, so I agree. Such a waste. But if you feel like someone's doing that. Doesn't get around the fact that it is actually a little bit of a nuanced point and it is to a degree quite important because... Well, the frequency of reply and stuff. Well, and, and who actually is Just the... conduct who's the pro- Who's phase. the protagonist in it? Because... Mm-hmm. The one of the main things there is a, a video from School of Life. Alain de Botton again. He's just the king at these little aphorism kind of maximy type things, and um, he talks about why we hate people or why we're why we're unattracted to people who like us, and it's because it feeds in someone who is aloof. Naturally, gives themselves some sense of being above and beyond and out of our reach 
which naturally we push towards. Like if someone, if you put your hand on someone's chest and you push, their natural reaction is to lean into you. So that's exactly what happens. As someone pushes harder, you you tend to push back harder against them because you kind of don't really like what's going on. Mm, unless they're a judo master and they can just yeah, they like, just taekwondo you yeah. in the floor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. So that's where like the I'm not going to reply because if I reply now, then I seem I don't seem too keen. Too keen. Yeah. But the, yeah. the worst thing as well is that that I, I know for a fact that that has been a turnoff for me with girls, like girls who are not unkeen enough, which isn't the same as being too keen. Not mm. unkeen enough. <laughs> they're insufficiently unkeen. They're insufficiently aloof. So they're yes. keen. No, which no, is a difference. They're, they're, they're not aloof enough. They're not. Um, oh, right. Insufficient. No. Got it. Got it. So if you so want to make keen. it, on, they're too keen. <laughs> they're not they're too keen. They are, Chris. But yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're too keen. Yes. That's your, you're presuming it's a spectrum, and it's a single, um, just a single linear. No, not the, keen. Keen. Well, and that, you're saying they're not far enough over this direction. Yes. All of us. I think you're overcomplicating it. Okay. It is. However, I, the the problem is, and the reason I'm saying it's a waste of mental space is that as soon as you even start. Second guessing your own, like oh, but maybe I shouldn't reply. Then you're being keen again because you're trying too hard. It's the same as why, like the whole pickup artistry thing, only works for a short period of time until people realise actually this is just a really desperate guy that's tried to like micromanage all of his little social interactions. I, I disagree. Okay, because because if they truly didn't care, they'd just reply as and when they saw their phone. Which but is the the pickup artistry. <laughs> the pickup artistry thing is you changing the core of who you are as a person. What I think, and again, this comes back to the reason for using the Instagram funnel, is that (laughs) you are wanting to get people over the hump of that very first bit. To convince them that you're not mental. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people would, there would be a lot more good short relationships if everybody was presenting themselves in the best light. I think a lot of people make a lot of really basic fuck-ups. Like, and that's not to say that I don't, but... So are lot. you advocating that they are inauthentic with the no, way that they... No, no, I think that what you need to do is just retrain yourself to be not mental and not too keen. Like, if your response rate is within seconds all the time and you quadruple message all mm. the time, you have to concede the fact that for some people that will be a turn-off. You also have to concede the fact that if you don't message sufficiently frequently, it'll be a turn-off. But I think that the inevitably, as with everything, the virtuous mean there is something in the middle. So it's the same way as you would go to a job interview wearing a shirt and tie, even though you don't necessarily want to, because it's about signalling to that person that you're of a certain order. And I see. Type. But if you wear a tux, it's like Weirder. what the fuck are you doing? If you're going in joggers, so so have a have a just have a rule with yourself then. Do you know? Do you, do you, do you agree? Or as not? in, like I so I'll like reply after, after after the first date, I'll reply after. 36 hours or whatever and then you just don't think about it because I think people get stressed because they're they think something and then they second guess what they thought and then they second guess that the worst thing this the worst, is the thing I think mm. so th- one thing that actually has occurred due to the advent of WhatsApp and other instant messaging services like that is that back in the day you can see when people have read but back mm. in the day texting would have been there's always this culpable deniability about oh, I didn't read it yet yeah and it's like Fuck off, mate. Uh, like, I've seen you come on and offline 20 times. I remember having a conversation. It was might have been with you when they mm. when they released 
the blue ticks on WhatsApp of like this is going to cause problems. Uh, like, this is going to cause arguments. Because <laughs> you used to be able to turn red receipts off on iMessage or have them on. Do you remember when you might have never had Snapchat? Oh, no, you do have Snapchat. Do you remember when you used to have top friends on Snapchat? Mm. Oh, yeah, people would really fall out. Like, Can like, you like imagine how many relationships would... that's rumbled? Oh, because Snapchat particularly is like... Well, you get like, like a, a, a sword, photos, don't you, or a little streak. Yeah, but it's certain... the fire, a flame. Excuse me, yeah. So, like, if you see that someone's got um, that with whatever person, someone else, yeah. then... That doesn't yeah. exist anymore, so... You're safe. Um, have you come what up with any? Saying? any oh, yeah. so, so I, I bet in your examples, when you're saying someone's too keen, mm. not insufficiently unkeen, unkeen, yeah, um, that they they probably just do it without thinking. And even if they're not, even if the that doesn't truly represent them, they just, they've done something. And they're like, oh, so I think one of the especially now that the response rate is less of a concern or uh, less of a major factor because of the advent of instant messaging, the content is like, if it's what are you doing tonight? When are we going out next? Like you can, you can talk quite freely backwards and forwards and keep it casual. Mm -hmm. You can also talk quite, I think sarcasm and a little bit of kind of jibbing is a good tactic to be able to keep everything playful mm-hmm. not only does it stop you from falling too deep into the like falling in the early stages of love for someone who you've only met a few times mm-hmm. it also kind of it's that playful territory that like you can't have that once you've been with someone for like six months you can't jib them about not really being that bothered about <laughs> like do you know what i mean like fuck off mate it also yeah. i've seen your bum hole boring yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it probes whether they would um, whether they can take a joke as well and, and yeah. that. so 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 I think for me the red flags are yeah can they take a joke are they have they got a sense of humour because I think that pre frames a lot of other things a lot of character traits as what well. are those like, things if someone can't what? laugh then there's a lot of other things wrong with them it's like pre screening um, for particular yeah like, downstream genetic diseases and stuff like <laughs> that isn't it genetic diseases it's just A and E isn't it just triage. <laughs> It's like that's, that's like the blood pressure measurement. For them. So, um, so take their blood pressure. What are your symptoms? What else are you experiencing? T- take their heart rate. Take Was it a normal masturbation? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then you want to do a skin swab. Oh um, god! A, a skin swab. A urine dipstick. Um, do a stool sample on them. No. So the, if you made it to stool sample, that person's a keeper. That, yeah. Well, you've, seen the, you've seen the bum hole. Listen, I've got to screen with you at the moment I've just got a few tests just for you know my peace of mind um, <laughs> if you can just poo in this and then I'm just going to wrap this uh, cuff around your arm right <laughs> while um, they're pooing while they're pooing yeah and just squeeze so there's the laughing test but also like do they just laugh at stupid things like mm. um, if you do a puff puff do they do they find it funny do they call I, man puff puff? I'm going to I'm going to hold my hand in the air here I have never been and this may speak to the degree or the depth of relationships I've been in, never been in a relationship where I've been comfortable to fart in bed. With Same. I think it's I think it's a cruel thing to do to someone if you're in bed as well to Dutch oven them. But mm. um, <laughs> Dutch oven's lethal. <laughs> it's really yeah. bad. So I, so I just I don't I'm not sure that's a that's a comfort thing. I think that, like in the same way that like I I, I would just slap Yusuf for no reason because it's, it's an assault on someone. <laughs> yeah, to like do a, a puff puff. What do you do because you're in a long term relationship now and mm. you live live with someone? How do I navigate flatulence? Yes. So it's not something that I'm really 
think about. I don't think I have that much really. Room. So the trick I've heard is you go into, this is if you're on a date, you oh. go into the bathroom and you get your bum above your head. So you make sure your head's lower than your bum. So that the air, because the air is going to rise over the liquid. And so then you percolate the puff puffs. Over the liquid? Over, over any other, any, anything else in your bowel so that you can then get it out quickly. But the problem is a lot of the time people say, well, by the time I've walked to the bathroom, it's gone and it's basically up there. And you're, <laughs> you're like, burp well, a farter. And you're like, no, I can't get so it you, down again. On, you, you need a fart. You go to the toilet. You, and for you some reason. Invert yourself. Why, can't, why don't you just go to the toilet and fart? Yeah, because you have to be in hip flexion as well. To fart? Well, no, it, it, just to accelerate. Because you don't want to be in there for 20 minutes trying to like... Crack this fart. Yeah, you, you just you want to be in and out because oh, right, otherwise they'll be like, oh well, he's, he's gone for a poo, and then then you have to go. In. I wasn't, I wasn't pooing. Oh, well, I was. Gonna... Why so, don't you just go? I in? wasn't pooing. I was just farting. <laughs> go in, <laughs> sit on the toilet, and just contract as hard as you can. Something will come out. No, if you do a bit of poo, great. But I won't get one I, for you. I don't know because I think if you if you if you try and poo when you don't need to, and when you don't have a shatafa, <laughs> you don't have a shatafa. Really good. Bless you. Um, Bless then you. then you're gonna you're gonna end up no with tissues. a half one, and it's a problem. Anyway. The the second green flag or red flag is before we go. Well, no, which is it? Don't say well, green well, flag well, or red flag. Well, then say something. Well, you'll, you'll see imagine if the guy does. that was waving the plane in did that. It's like one's green and one's one red. Says, Stop. Yeah. Trouble. Right. Listen to the flag, and you'll under, you'll both understand why it can be both. Okay. So how they treat the waiter? Again, this is a minor variance that will over time widen and so it, it'll eventually leverage and you'll be able to see so do they treat the waiter rudely or nicely same for taxi driver bus driver yeah and, train conductor so, so anyone that they don't have anything to gain from and that they're you know are they generally civil and respectful to other human beings do they say waiter do they say waiter or waiter excuse me or do they call them garçon or like oh yeah <laughs> if they Oh, yeah. If they do it, if they do a double, I don't think I've ever seen someone do that. But that's yeah. That's what about a very... attitude to tipping? No, oh, so, not at all. Not so, at all. Fiscal policy is, <laughs> isn't included. In this yeah. Day. So, so with with paying for a meal, I will I will always pay on the first date. If it's if they offer to split, I'll always say no, no. If, what if you steal? If I steal, what if they offer? And I'll if go, they oh, split, no. If they split and you steal, then. Then you take it all, don't you? Then you find yourself oh, in a game of prisoner's dilemma. That, 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 <laughs> it that's then becomes you, game theory. That's when you say, "Can I go to the toilet?" And then you run, and yeah, then you've you got leave. a free meal out the window. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so if they if they offer to, and interestingly, there's a, there's a dating coach for women that did a video on this, and he said it was really famous. I saw it. Yeah, it, it went viral. He was like, "Have you seen this?" No. Where he's like, "All right, ladies," and he's in the room with like 250 women. Who thinks the man should pay? Pretty much every on the first date, everyone has the hand up. And he's like, "Okay." And who thinks that you are obliged to sleep with the man um, whenever and however he wants? No one puts the hand up. And he's like, well, that doesn't match up because what you're saying is that your time is worth le- is worth more than his and that he should have to pay for it. And then you've instantly set an unequal basis for the relationship. But one is, one is having sex with someone. Yeah, and it, I, I see what he's getting at. I see what he's getting at. So but he, he was implying that like what you're all doing is like, Prostitutes do that. They say their time is worth more than, it. and so he's like, unless you put yourself on equal footing with the man from the beginning, then you are. So, I th- so for, for me personally, I'll as a man, I will always at the first meal tend to be like, I'll I'll get this. Don't worry. I got, I got but this. If that, I I know for a fact in my heart of hearts, if that girl forcibly said, 
essentially, there's fucking no way that's happening. Take half of my money. I'd be like, mm, it's great. I think if someone, the harder someone pushes on that, brilliant. But it's not just like fiscal it. policy with things like that. It's like if it was um, well, who's going to drive, who's going to do whatever. Like there's a, the, just having a girl. I find it like incredibly attractive to have a girl who's very forthcoming about these sort of things. Like it's the same reason I think why female athletes tend to be attractive to a particular kind of man because you're like, well, I know that there is a very sort of protagonistic, um, independent, forward-minded, momentum kind of mm. uh, theme to what this woman well, is I think doing. It's, it's, it's not true. about money. It's about the, the attitude. Do they see you as an equal? Mm-hmm. And do they have the command to be able to? Yeah. Okay. So... So the way they treat the waiter, the waiter, the, the, the whether they choose to split or steal, and then the the puff puff thing what was that you said the puff puff thing yeah there was a third one anyway there is also the the old story the old adage about the guy that was um, talking to a couple of guys in the pub and he was like oh mate I'm I'm a behavioural psychologist I can I can tell a lot about you from a single thing. In terms of the first guy, he's like, tell me, do you have a goldfish? And the guy's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, well, okay, so you've got a goldfish. That means you live in a relatively stable house. That means you've probably got a, a dog as well. You've got a pet. You've demonstrated that, right? And that means you're probably married. And that means, and you're young. And so you probably haven't got kids. You've probably got quite an active sex life. And so you don't masturbate. The guy's like, Whoa! Like, that's so much. Fun. He turns to the other guys. Have you got a goldfish? And he's like, "No." <laughs> you wanker! <laughs> and so the so the goldfish is a real green flag. Green flag. Green flag. But that means they're married. Uh yeah. So if if you catch them, if they've got a goldfish and they're not married, there's no wedding ring. So what you're saying is, look for indications of. Stability. stability. Yeah, if stability is something you're going for, I suppose. Well, I don't think anybody wants instability. An unstable man. Unstable man. I just I want to wake up every day and just be absolutely <laughs> dragged around in life with every possible you know thing. It's, it's, there it's comes just like a, the bad boy versus stable man dichotomy, doesn't it? So highly, highly fluctuating market, man. If Garrett J. White's got it right. He's he? got both. He's a bad boy. No, he's like every, like every woman wants to. What is it? Once the like the biker, no, every, every woman, <coughs> every, every woman wants a wants a man who <coughs> is able to come home and play with the kids and God, that impressions knock my voice. <laughs> sing songs, sing songs about the little hedgehog <coughs> that doesn't know if he wants to be a bear or if he wants to be a, a rabbit or whatever. Mm. But then also, if he needs to, can go and fuck some people up in a parking lot and go Tom Clancy Rainbow Six on them. <laughs> so, so I really strongly agree with him because he who doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. What's well, a, what's one bad thing about that? What do you want from a in the equivalent way though? What do you want from a woman? That you want them to be able to go <laughs> fucking rainbow six and fuck some people up. In if a you're with lot. a woman on a date and she she runs out to the parking lot and, and goes full Tom Clancy, beats up some radges, you'd be like, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't have the same like, oh that's so sexy. I'd be a bit like, how would you? Feel I'd, be, I'd definitely be a little bit aroused. Do you how would you feel if a woman was, was stronger or more physically capable than you? Then I need to like that. I think that's. Inexcusable. I need well, to I've go been train with more. Some that are stronger. Stronger. 
stronger like than me in particular particular or... certainly pound for pound and in particular movements. Yeah, but well. like in terms of absolute strength, there is a there no, is a problem. They can't pick up more weight. Like mm. it's just deadlift, isn't it? Have you seen the Louis well, Theroux female bodybuilders episode? Mm-hmm. They're not that strong. Can you see the husbands of the men who like Quite female? small. Yeah, yeah they're mm. always like... Very the, pasty. The fetishes, guys like, I really like them. I think they're like goddesses. And you're just like... You're that awful, mate. Odd, mate. Yeah, <laughs> weird, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you, do foot, you, do, you do foot stuff. Yeah, foot stuff. <laughs> Photos of feet. Yeah. They Cree- definitely creams. do foot stuff. <laughs> there is lots of P45, ever, not P45, E45 everywhere. <laughs> Which is loads of employment documentation around him. <laughs> Drowning in, in tax forms and oh. self-assessments. <laughs> and loads of feet pictures. Specific fetish. Climax on an SA302. Um, right, so we've got... What else? It, we, don't. we have. Did it? Well, we, we got... We got no. uh, gone done that. Gone done some relationships. Is there anything else? So, that, like, I, I guess... Finding people, you need to just... You made a great point that if there is no one within your particular sphere um, of... What was it that you referred to as? Uh, within your consciousness? That just... Area? Within your own. So, within you know, your you know, life. You know what the answer to that is? Sphere of influence. Is that what you mean? No. So the answer to that is the same way that, like, um, affiliate marketing works. <laughs> so uh, what I mean by that is you want a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. So you think, what what does this person like read, listen to, watch, spend time doing, mm-hmm. attend, etc. And then just go places where that person might be. There you go. So yeah, that was my point. That if you don't have someone within your life at the moment who matches what it is that you want from a partner, you need to expand into that. And online's a really easy way to do that. Yeah, well, online is just really online is kind of like an index tracker, isn't it? Mm. It's like placing, like going, go through all the, like, going long S&P. And yeah, you've like, got to go and buy the shares and get the certificate and sign it off yeah. and take you just, it to the... You know I, that you're Anyone, that, anyone that, want, that says, like, I don't want to do online dating is, like, you can say that and you can think that, but you'll lose. But you are <laughs> doing online dating. If you're online, you're doing but, online but dating. But someone who's like, you know, I want to go to coffee you're shops and meet people, like, you're just going to be outplayed by the guy with an Instagram funnel who's doing this at scale. Or the girl. Or the girl with an Instagram funnel. We've so. emancipated. <laughs> is, what is it when you do it to, like, when you... Say, emasculate. No, emancipated. Emancipated, like, the male-only Instagram funnel now uh, has been... The gift has been given mm, to, to all women of this world. If I, get, if I get put into a woman's Instagram funnel, it, it might be the most erotic experience of my life. I'm not really too sure. So... You might be in many. I might be. They're really bad, though. Uh, Their okay. conversion rate's terrible. I see. So they need to split test more. Yeah. I would love for someone listening to this to think, I'm going to put Chris in my funnel. Successfully. they, they got to get past the... Have like, you ever been funneled? I don't think so. My open rate is my... my Because you get lots of message requests, don't you? Because that's the problem with the Instagram funnel. His message requests are maxed out all oh the time. Oh, God. So it's, it's, they have to actually get from... Message request into inbox to even have a chance of being. But, but so that I suppose, someone with a large Instagram following, harder, isn't it? Because yep. they're going to have more message requests, <clears throat> and you're going to go into the noise. You're, going, you're basically going into the spam folder, mm. and you have to be taken out of it. Essentially, uh, another point there. This is really important. I can't believe I didn't say it at the start. If you're going to actually message someone because you think that they're an interesting person, and this goes if you're messaging for guys or girls, use their name. Mm. Like if you just say hiya. 
and put an emoji. You, I always wants... think instant spam bot. If they if there's if there's generic message, yeah, like I would say, oh my god, comma have you seen this question mark? Oh uh, yeah, or if it's about more what? Seen what? Are you more likely to open it, aren't you? But if there's no other messages, I'll just think I'll wait <laughs> so until they send the next your, message. If you saw that in your request, you wouldn't think. Well, I'd wait until the next message. I'd be like, they're going to send another message here. I can't believe what this is. Laughing emoji. But there's no, there's, there's nothing in there. Yeah, but the whole point, Chris, is to create intrigue. <laughs> it's not an open loop. You've not been single for ages, have you? I'm trying to get more attention. <laughs> I'm, trying to, not I'm like, how do I? I'm giving everyone tips of how do I stand out in Chris's inbox. Well, I'd see all of your powerlifting videos and think, I don't want to be with a man who's strong. I'm not, Chris, I'm not going to message you from the propane Instagram <laughs> with, oh my God, have you seen this? And then get upset when you and I don't go on a date. That's not what this is. I'm thinking, I'm someone listening to this. You're talking in generic terms. I want to, I want to, I want to put Chris in my funnel now. Yep. What can I say to stand out in Chris's maxed out thing? So what are people saying? Well, you need to stop. Hi, Chris. Can you put me on VIP? Hi Chris, I want guest list. Honestly, the best what? the best way to get an open. Oh my gosh! Look general. at this. Have no, you seen this? Be- I've told I've <laughs> I've said this a number of times. The best way to get an open from me on Instagram is to compliment the podcast. Okay. If you compliment or share the podcast, so that's so actually the best compliment would be to say, "Oh my god, have you seen this?" No, because they've got to this point in this episode. Oh yeah, true. Now it would be because that's a no. They still they still need to compliment it. But that that is a compliment. That's the best compliment. It's too underhanded. It's too okay. I bet you open it. I might do. Uh, thank you very much. Do not forget. Thank you. Thank you more. Do not forget. Thank you. Thank you, thank you as well, Yusuf. Uh, do not forget to press subscribe down below. Um, please share this episode. We want to land in the top fifty worldwide again, and in two weeks' time, worry about what it was that we said. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Bye then. Okay. Bye then. Bye then.